Welcome to Brain Friends, where two newer nerds talk all things aphasia, language recovery, culture, and community. I am Dr. Detrina Celeste Gatson, a clinical speech language pathologist and neuroscientist. And I am Angie Cawthorn, stroke survivor and aphasia advocate. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Brain Friends. We want to thank all of our listeners for downloading the podcast. We appreciate everyone listening. So please tell a friend to tell a friend that we are here. And we are. We need to tell the folks that we don't know each other that well. This is true. This is true. So this is absolutely our first episode of our our podcast. And so I guess we should start with introductions, huh? I suppose we should. Okay. You go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, So my name is Dr. Detrina Celeste Gaston. I am a clinical speech language pathologist by training and a neuroscientist. Um, I got my bachelor's degree from South Carolina State, my master's from Towson University, and my PhD from the University of Georgia. Go dogs! (laughs) Yes, and... um, Yeah, I'm here and, you know, we'll get into a little bit more about how this podcast started, but that's, that's all my background. I live in Washington, DC. I have no kids, no animals. I am not married, but I am the proud parent to 27 green souls. (laughs) Water and feed day takes me a little bit of time. So now I'm starting to realize that maybe I'm a little too, um, in too deep, but. Right. Right. When, it, when you have to, uh, schedule part of your day around the feeding, it's, you, you know, you've gone too far. Oh you yeah. Have to take a day off. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's almost like binging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. You go Angie. Cause I know they're already wanting to know who, who, who you are. Well, I am Angie Cawthorn. Um, I am here because uh, I had a stroke in 2017. Actually, I had two strokes that night. Um, and I have aphasia. Um, I have what would be uh, considered to be mild, but um, that's neither here nor there. I am married to a wonderful man. His name is Charles. Um, I have the best, best friend in the world. Her name is Tay. And I have a cat named Tigger. That is that makes up the uh, the whole um, uh, world that circulates the sun for me. I was a finance manager prior to my stroke. Um, my num my life was all numbers and sales and talking. Uh, so to have aphasia, to have a stroke and then aphasia was a absolute um, career ending blow. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, that's about it, I guess. I love to cook. Um, Ooh, and I love to eat. So we might have to do one of these meetings in person. Listen, listen, but, (laughs) but yeah, I love to cook. Um, and I'm just excited. I'm really excited to get this project, uh, started. So yeah, that's a bit about me just, uh, trying to be an advocate and work on my advocacy for aphasia. I think it's very important. I think it's um, it's a space that needs to be elevated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. It's, I'm taking what I have left 
and I'm working on doing um, stuff like that. But even the night I had the stroke, I'm in the hospital and I'm asking them, that's great. I understand what you're saying, but I, I have to open the dealership in the morning. I can't, wow. I have to leave. <laughs> I, cause I was still, I just didn't get it. I did yeah. not, I had no idea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to get more into that. Um, I think that, see, so I know that the, I knew that this was going to happen, that we get real excited about these, this, our conversation and um, uh, together. So I think maybe I'll start with sharing a little bit about how this came about. And we're going to use this whole first episode to break the ice and have introductions and all of that stuff. And so um, I guess I'll tell my version of how it came about and then you tell your version. Okay. That sounds great. So, um, I have been wanting to do something. So now, um, you know, I work and I do a lot of research and so I've been wanting to do something that really connected me with the people that I love, the people that, um, I feel like my purpose and my passion is surrounded by, which is, uh, individuals with aphasia. And I have been wanting to do something. I knew, I knew it was something that made me feel like I was connecting, but we were also giving back to the community and it was just something for you, me and everybody. And then mm-hmm. I met Angie, Angie, you want to share where we, how we met? Sure. Uh, we met on the black aphasians call. Um, for uh, that Michael out of Philadelphia had set up yeah. and we just connected on that call. And I was, first of all, I was so impressed with you um, and what you brought to the meeting and how you just were full of so much life and you were looking for so much knowledge. You weren't there to tell us, you were there to learn from us. Exactly. And I thought that was so uh, different you know, and I thought it was, I was, it was compelling. And so that's how we met. And so I reached out to you because, which we can talk about later, I was looking into getting a counselor or something like that. And I was thinking maybe, you know, black girls need therapy too. Yeah. And so I was, <laughs> I was looking and I said, well, I'll ask Dr. Celeste, maybe she knows someone because um, as I'm going through this journey, I'm realizing that it is, um, rude of me to think that not rude it's uh arrogant for me to think that i don't need therapy i've had a brain attack Mm -hmm. (laughs) you might want to discuss that with a professional yeah Um, and even though i'm four going on five years out um i every time i look back i think you know i probably should have been i should probably should have had a therapist ha ha you know what? Mm-hmm. I probably should have had it. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to do this in seven years. I'm going to look back on my fifth year and say, I probably should have had therapists. Yeah. But it's not funny anymore when you're on year five. Like, you know, year two, you don't know any better. But as the swelling and the neuroplasticity kicks in and you get things back and some things you never get back, your, your consciousness of yourself, you begin to see yourself differently in the new mirror that you have mm-hmm. yeah. and as you realize you can't go back you can only go forward it just kind of propels yeah yeah and angie i i think one of the things that you said so that you've said is that you have that recognition and i think that that's awesome but one of the things that i realized that 
um, we didn't do was define aphasia or say, you know, what aphasia is. So I'll say the actual, you know, the textbook, the term, the spiel that I always give. But I think that it's really important for me to hear how you describe aphasia. And then I know Mm. we have planned in in some of our other episodes to actually just like dive in deep um, on aphasia, pros, cons, and, you know, all the things. But aphasia Mm -hmm. is a language disorder that usually is a result of damage to the left hemisphere of our brain, which is our language center of the brain. Um, And when I say language, language difficulty. It could be in expressive writing. It could be in reading. It can be in auditory comprehension, or it can be in verbal expression. So that um, having difficulty finding the words that you want to use or um, using fluent sentences, expressing spontaneous thoughts and ideas. So that's the um, speech pathology textbook definition. What is, when you hear aphasia, when you say I have aphasia, if someone says, what is that? What, what do you say? I say it's a damage to my brain that uh, hinders me from communicating as I want to. Yeah. Um, it is, it affects everything from numbers to writing. Um, and when people ask me, well, what is it? That's the exact uh, um, explanation I give. Um, and I, I explain it to them. I always advocate for myself and say, listen, I've had a stroke. I have aphasia. Because when you say you have aphasia, unlike Parkinson's, or something like that people don't people you tell you have uh, parkinson's they know what to do they know how to respond you tell them you have aphasia they want to know if you're contagious the point mm. <laughs> <laughs> lady not contagious right they like oh what's that help the people right that's what, that's right. what we're gonna do we're gonna be helping the people yes i am so here for it because i think the education around it and a lot of us say Nobody told us when we left the hospital, I had aphasia. The first time I heard it was all after the fact. And I don't know if that's necessarily true because, yeah, they'll tell you, but you can't hear them because you just had a stroke. Yeah. I'm pretty sure somebody said something. There's a paper. You got some paper on the dining room table that says aphasia, but it didn't register. Right. Because you had too much going on. You're, you know, you can't move your hand. That's a much bigger issue than I can't talk that good right now mm-hmm. because I can still think fine. So the mm-hmm. fact that I can't talk, it didn't even become an issue for me that I realized it was an issue until maybe three days later. I do remember being in the hospital thinking, oh, this can't stand. I, I can't be funny. My comedic, my whole shtick is based on comedic timing. Yeah. <laughs> My entire shtick. I'm like, oh no, this cannot happen. I've got to get this together. And yeah. I remember actually literally thinking that um in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. When my friends came to see me. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. And so if you guys haven't been able to tell yet, this is why Angie blew me away when I met her on that Black aphasia call. And it's because her energy. And it's so funny because you said that you used to work in finance. When I first met you, I thought that you were already in like radio or TV or something like that. I was like, oh, she used to be a radio host. Oh, wow. I didn't share that with you uh, at our last call. So when you told me you were in finance, I was like, oh, wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah you I have a um, personality. Thank you. Thank you. My mother told me when I was young, she used to always tell me, because I know sports pretty well, she would always say, there's going to be Black women doing sports casting, and you need to look into that. But nobody oh, was yeah. doing it. And... You know, she also told me I could walk on the moon. I could be, I mean, she, she, and I'm not saying that like, yeah, she gave me that old spiel. She told me these things that I never saw anyone do. So now if I, I'll, every time I see um, a female commentator, especially if they're not holding their own, like if you can tell they're just kind of reading the script, I'm mm -hmm. always like, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Because I know the sport, you know, so right. but yeah, my, I was told at a very young age, but I didn't like my voice, you know, you kind of pick on yourself a little bit. And so I just went into, uh, into sales, because I still always like to work with people. But I have never, uh, this is my first uh, delve on the uh, speaking on the mic. Now I used to rap when I was a kid. But uh oh, I, we have to bring we'll, that back we'll, out for we'll, one of these we'll, episodes. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk about that back later. Okay, <laughs> run it back. Okay, okay, we'll run that back. Okay, <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh, that's cool. awesome. So our goal. So, okay. So I came to you, Angie, and said, hey, I have this idea about doing a podcast. What was your, what was your thoughts? My, I was like, bet this is going to yeah. be amazing because I am the person who believes that, uh, first of all, especially this message specifically, um, there's, it needs to be said it. I want to be the voice that I couldn't find mm. when I was looking for information, mm -hmm. you know, because that's what's important. So when you brought it to me and you're like, listen, I've been praying on this. I've been, and I was like, okay, first of all, keyword, that's what I'm talking about. We've been mm -hmm. looking to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've been looking for a, a way to expand um, my advocacy because if it's not advocacy, I'm not interested in doing it. Right. Because right. this is what's important um, because I am so blessed and I don't take it for granted because every time I open my mouth, I know the next word might not come. Wow. wow. I'm so conscious of, I don't know if, because it's always on the tip of my tongue. Mm -hmm. It's not like I don't know what to say or my fellow Asians don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. No, we do, but we can't produce it. And we don't know until we try and mm. fail miserably that it's not going to work out, i.e. the depression, i.e. the isolation, i.e. why, okay, I won't even try. Mm. See, and I think that this is what makes this space so unique and so necessary because having your voice to be able to share that, I yes. think that that's what, that's what 
we need as researchers. That's what we need as clinicians. And most importantly, I think that that's what the survivors need to hear. Yes. And that's, and the thing, the, the wonderful thing about that is that's um, across the board. That's a black woman, a white woman, a black man, a, a, right. a, a Portuguese man, because stroke uh, does affect black the black population at a higher rate. Right. Um, but we're not the only ones. And right. aphasia doesn't give a hang. It doesn't, you know, your, your brain is a brain is a brain. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what anybody tells you, all men are created equal. And mm-hmm. things, our brains, our left and right hemispheres are textbook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we have to, um, this type of information, this type of uh, form is so necessary. Right, right. So I think one of the things as we start to wrap up our first episode, two things, um, I'm going to share what what I, what my goal is for the podcast and hope to accomplish. And then if you would be so gracious and share yours as well. Okay. All right. So what I was, what my goal for the podcast, um, in this space that we'll share together is to educate people with aphasia to help individuals also understand that, um, better speech is attainable, um, and that you have to, it may not be in the SLP office. And I think maybe you could even shed shed more light on that. But those are my goals is to help educate people with aphasia or actually now that this is in quotation marks. I don't know if this was your goal. It, <laughs> that was your response, Angie, that I just read it. I'm like, why would I say that? OK, so my goal is to so uh, all the things that I just took credit for that are really Angie's goals. And then uh, to also help educate practitioners and to really um, use this space so practitioners can hear from the horse's mouth what people are, what people, what survivors with aphasia are experiencing, but also hopefully learn some things that we can do as practitioners, researchers, SLPs, all the gamut, all the stakeholders that are working with uh, this population, what we could do to better serve and better support. Oh, wow. All right. All right. I don't even know. I'm about to back that up after you just read what I told you <laughs> last week. Now, now. <laughs> oh, so this is what we're going to do? My this is how we're going to do this. This is how we do it. We just going to start, come out the gate. We're coming out the rip. Plagiarizing. That's Plagiarizing. on, girl. So, no, but I think, <laughs> I think um, this space is going to be such a facilitator Mm -hmm. for good information, for for solid um, communication to let people know that better communication, better uh, talking um, is attainable. Mm -hmm. Um, The night of my stroke, I couldn't, I went to go tell my husband and I'll tell my story on a different um, episode, but uh, I couldn't talk at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, except for very sporadically. And my goal for this is to let people know that um, you're not at the end. You're only at the beginning. Ooh, and that like this that. takes time mm-hmm. and it takes work. And the SPL office 
is not even the half first step. Mm-hmm. You have to um, uh, extend yourself to research opportunities uh, because that's where I made my greatest gains mm-hmm. was after I said, okay, I'm going to go down to Temple University. I'm going to go to uh, Delaware U. I'm going to go down and, and do this and take this, uh, which seems to be menial task, mm-hmm. which is helping them do research. Um, and I'm going to go through this because I want to be able to communicate better. I want to be able to order that cup of coffee or when I want a ginger ale, not have to accept a Coke because I couldn't say the word ginger ale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just want a ginger ale and this guy's bringing me a Coca-Cola Yeah, because I can't get the word out and I'm saying soda and he's like Coke. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Right. Sure. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Right. 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 <laughs> Damn it. I wanted an iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> but we settle for it all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to give people, if I can uh, give someone hope, and I just want to be what I was looking for when I was looking for information and for what was next, I want to be that person for someone else. Because somebody's having a stroke right now, Dr. Celeste, mm-hmm. and they're going to be looking for help. And yep. I want them to find me. And I'm here to help. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Before we go, Angie, there's something else that you didn't mention that, um, I mean, it's one of the things that blew me away about you. Uh, can can you share a little bit about the advocacy that you've already started hitting the ground with and in your um, organization that you already have founded? I uh, founded uh um, ARCH, which stands for the Aphasia Research Collaboration Hub. It is a, um, a network of clinicians, researchers, and people with aphasia. It is a landing pad for people to find the resources that are available in their area. Mm-hmm. Um, because we believe with um, participation and engagement, uh, we can really truly turn the tide and make communication better for the people with aphasia. So in the tri-state area, um, it's um, the way to go. Okay. And no, no, no. That's okay. You said um, tri-state. Oh, I'm sorry. That would be Philadelphia uh, area, Philadelphia, Delaware, and New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys have information, send it your way. Can we say that? Absolutely. If okay. you have information, um, if you're looking for information, um, if you want information, um, you know, and what it was, if I'll just go tell it real quick. I yeah. Went to my, uh, I was at my speech pathologist and she had a flyer on the wall. And so I wound up going to that website and my speech pathologist, a wonderful woman, okay, but she didn't promote or um, she didn't, you know, encourage it for me mm-hmm. to go there. And mm-hmm. I believe she didn't because she had never heard of them. Mm-hmm. They had just started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't just give people stuff. You don't, you don't know anything. You haven't vetted it. And there was no real way for her to vet it. Mm-hmm. What Arch does, at least it gives you a trusted website because we're not just taking stuff from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying we're calling and making sure that it's a great group, but you know what right, I mean? It's, right. We know it's coming from professionals um, that are doing this and that are serious about it. So um, it was about um, starting an organization that could be a landing pad for all of these different resources that were in Philadelphia, because I wound up getting, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I got the flyer. I went to the group. And when I got to the group, uh, the girl introduced me to the people at Temple University for me to do research with them. And I asked Dr. Nadine Martin. She's in Ooh, I like her. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, I Nadine. Hey, Dr. Hey. Nadine. Dr. Martin in the house. I love her. <laughs> she's amazing. Actually, I just got off a call with her because she's amazing but she is so i was talking to her and she's telling me about all these wonderful resources that are in the philadelphia area there's temple pack there's Penn, there's uh silas there's LaSalle, and i'm like well that's a lot of stuff how am i supposed to find all this stuff out mm-hmm. and so arch was born so it was a matter of putting um you know, imagining if my my speech pathologist could have looked it on a uh, trusted on a trusted website and printed out a list of support groups to me, or a list of if I tell her I was in my choir, my church choir. Oh, you know what, Angie? There's an aphasia choir. They meet on Thursdays. You love to sing. This right. might be something that might work for you. Oh, there's a you can't do yoga, but you can do chair yoga. It was just a matter of how a place to for people to be notified of the research opportunities that were available to them, which does kind of translate to free therapy. Right. You know, right. and like I said, uh, some of the stuff I've done, there's days where, you know, and it's a, people don't like to participate in it. I know why people leave. I know why they stay. But the most people leave because it's, it does seem remedial and you're being reminded of the things you can't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're we're going to get into that. You know what I mean? And who wants yeah. to be re- reminded of the things they can't do when you already know you're at a deficit, but that's where the growth comes from. Right. It's about turning over that new dirt. It's like clipping the dead ends, right? You know, or on your plant, you have to trim the plant. Sometimes you got to cut that baby back Look, to get you that growth. You know, okay. I was ready to come through with my plant analogy. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. See, oh my goodness. That's so true. And this is so good. So we are at time for our first, first episode. Um, Anything you want to say to, to, to wrap us up? I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, We're looking for sponsors. So feel free. Holla at your girl. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You, this, this is the be, episode you, this is the podcast that you definitely want to be a part of. So this is, this is going to be a journey for us all. Um, and it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be awesome. I'm solely, I'm, I'm so here for it. Me too. All right. Well, this wraps up episode one of Aphasia Talks. I'm Dr. Celeste. And I am, I am <laughs> Angie Cawthor, not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. We're gonna Not make yet. you an honorary. Honorary. Listen, don't play with me. Don't play with me. Don't you play with my emotions. <laughs> All right. Until the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.